Welcome to Teaching Takeaways, Season 2, Episode 6. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'm glad you're here. This podcast series is about sharing favorite tools, strategies, thoughts, and fun finds on all things education. If you have any connection to the education field and want to finesse your craft, this is the space to hang out and grab a piece of instant relevance, a takeaway you can apply to your classroom the very same day. Today's tech tip is brought to you by the love of making life simple with the Post-it app available in the App Store. Have you heard of this magical app? If not, you're missing out. The Post-it app is one of my most favorite apps out there. I use it to organize my seating chart because it's so easy to rearrange student desks. I also enjoy it for planning out mini units, gathering ideas for the podcast, and creating morning meeting plans I can use in a jiffy. The ideas are limitless with the Post-it app. And what's really cool about it, something I wowed some colleagues in a PLC a few weeks ago, is that you can use real-life sticky notes and take a picture of them with the app. And it takes your paper sticky notes and it turns them into digital little stickies that you can add to, delete, rearrange, whatever. It's like magic. And so this way, if you're like me, everything, every reminder, to-do, idea, somehow lands itself on a post-it sticky note. And then I'm like, shoot, I left what I wanted to do at school. Well, have no fear, people. All you have to do is take a picture of your sticky notes, train yourself to be in that habit and using the app. And then guess what? They're always with you. And if you don't want to do that, they already have pre-made stickies ready to go. So check it out. It is a free app. It is definitely a helpful app. And you can thank me later. Let me know how you use it to make your life easier. Because remember, together we are better. Friends, today I have the pleasure of sharing my conversation with Eric Kurtz. If you haven't heard of Eric Kurtz, he is the author of one of my favorite books this school year, which is titled Control, Alt, Achieve. And this book is fabulous. If you haven't heard of it, definitely check it out. But it is a staple in my teacher bag, and it basically is a handbook written style of ways to use Google education tools such as slides, docs, sheets, Google drawings. Mm, I don't really, can't think of anything else quickly off the top of my head, but there's a book that is beautiful and it's written for teachers and I can't wait for you to hear the conversation that we had. It was a real treat and I'm so thankful he donated his time. So are you ready to get geeked up about all things Google education tools? Here we go. Um, well, thank you so much for donating time to this oh, passion sure. project. And also, thanks for writing your book. Yeah, absolutely. Glad it was valuable. It is. It's like the perfect size 
it's for those teacher bag. It's yeah. user friendly. It doesn't weigh anything down, but it's like full of goodness. So oh, I'm you. glad to hear that. I think I was like on your wait list. And as soon as it went live <laughs> on Amazon, I was at my Yay. house. <laughs> so there true. you go. Well, um, welcome to my show, um, Teaching Takeaways. So I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to any episodes. It's very new in its conception. But um, my goal is to help support teachers in the classroom by giving them snippets of goodness that they can use in their classroom the same day. Oh, that's great. And Right. It kind of reminds me of your book. So you're giving snippets of goodness and then once you feel good about it then you can go back and you can get some more goodness i like that perfect so um are you ready to get going you bet absolutely perfect so will you tell um our listeners about your background i stumbled across you by the way on twitter and i'm not sure i think it's like if you follow this person you might like to follow this yeah how I came to find out who you were. <laughs> sure thing. So um, I have been in education for 29 years. I started off as a middle school math teacher. So I taught middle school math for seven years and absolutely loved that. Uh, but at the same time, I was also the building uh, geek or nerd, however you want to say it. Uh, if something uh, went wrong technology-wise, it was, hey, go to Eric, he'll help you. Or if uh, there was needing uh, need for training, I-, I would do that. This was, again, you know, 29 years ago, so didn't have a lot of technology. But right around then, about seven years into teaching, uh, I teach in Ohio, or I, I taught in Ohio, still uh, do educational technology here in Ohio. Um, about... Um, So about seven years into my teaching, uh, we had uh, a lot of technology start to roll out to the schools across Ohio uh, with some funding that got uh, connectivity in the buildings and got computers in the building. And so that created the opportunity for a new position in my district of a tech coach, a tech integration person. So I made the switch, went from uh, teaching kids to teaching teachers, and I've been doing that ever since. I ended up working in that particular district for 21 years. And then um, the last eight years, I have been working at the county office, a a regional service center in Northeast Ohio. I still serve the same district I was at, but now I serve about 35 districts from a a regional service center level. So uh, doing uh, the same thing, providing technology integration ideas and support, um, mostly Google tools. All 35 of our districts are all Google schools. So the majority of the time I'm focusing on creative ways to use the tools that we already have. Uh, But um, it's a wonderful thing because it's always new every day, always something new to learn and try to do my best to uh, share those new awesome ideas uh, with the schools that I support. So that's that's my day job. And then on the side, I um, am a Google certified trainer. So I do uh, training for schools all around the all around the country, and um, also share resources through my through my blog. So yeah, that's that's the professional, uh, you know, gist of it. Um, outside of that, uh, just me as a person, uh, I do have two wonderful grandchildren who live about ten minutes away from me, and so if I'm not uh, if I'm not doing tech stuff, I'm probably uh, babysitting the grandkids or playing with them or. Uh, know, taking in some hobbies. I've picked up some fun hobbies over, over, over the uh, pandemic. <laughs> I've been enjoying bird, bird watching and cooking and all kinds of things. So, but 
but yeah, that's that, that's a quick overview of, of me, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. Now, were you during quarantines one of the sourdough bread makers out there? No, no, I never did do anything with the sourdough bread, although that does sound wonderful. Um, no, I ended up... Um, I had subscribed to some of those um, meal kits, you know, like uh, Home Chef, Blue Apron, you know, things like that, um, and uh, HelloFresh, that that sort of thing. And um, those have really been a, a lot of fun because, you know, they, they send you the ingredients. You, you got to cook it yourself, but you learn a whole lot about using some new ingredients maybe you haven't tried before and some new techniques. And so I, I really have been enjoying that quite a lot. Um, it's nice to have the time to just make a meal and really enjoy that. Uh, so uh, that's now that's that's where I ended up spending most of my time as far as cooking goes. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I know. Um in the Charlotte market, that's where I'm in Davidson, North Carolina. So yeah. it's Charlotte. And um, it seemed like everybody and their brother was buying <laughs> all the yeast. And yeah. I'm like, what are you doing with this yeast? And they're like, we're making sourdough bread. And how much sourdough bread does North Korea need? But I mean, it, it brought joy to people. And isn't that's that right. during craziness? So yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Well. So one thing I love about what you just said You've been in education for 29 years. Yeah. And you're like constantly coming up and creating and being innovative with doing things. And I love that. And that is my my wish for everybody that you, you know, because education's not, you know, the I don't know, it's not the seven figure salary that you know, right. the streets do. <laughs> and so you really have to love it. You know, it has to be a college. Yeah. And that you haven't settled like, all right, right. but I do every August. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. So no, I think that's awesome. I, I'm totally with you there. But that's, you know, I think that's the model that we want to show for our students because it's about being a lifelong learner. It's about having a growth mindset. It's about uh, realizing that we can continue to evolve and grow and learn new things and try new things and fail and try again and put ourselves out there. And so um, absolutely, I, I would not want it any other way. I'm always excited about you know, that's the beauty of technology is it, it's a moving target and there's always going to be something new out there. Um, and so, yep, till till the day I retire and probably long after that, <laughs> I've, I, I think I'm going to, you know, even if I'm you know outside of education at some point, I will be learning the rest of my life. Uh, and there's just so much amazing things out there. So, yeah. But again, that is, I think, the that's the model we want to show for our students. You know, whatever position we have in education is to have an open mind to um, to new ideas you know, and even if, you know, maybe we teach a subject matter that is similar each year, like I taught math for seven years, but our techniques can change and the technology that we use to support it, we can be learning new things all the time and showing that to the students that, you know, maybe we don't have it all figured out and they can, they can teach us and <laughs> they can help us, you know, we, we can, you know, we, we can put it out there and try some new things and uh, allow the uh, students to be teachers as well. And that's a great model for them. Absolutely. Now, I mentioned that I stumbled across you on Twitter, and then I, I think Dave, how do you say that last name? Burgess? Yeah, you got it. Awesome. So Dave Burgess, then all of a sudden I'm following him, and I don't even know how this all happened in the Twitterverse, but he posted a link that you had a book coming. Yeah. Out. 
And I was like, one, I am such a geek for a good cover, right? It's got to have that, you know, aesthetic. Yeah. A appeal, whatever. <clears throat> and your cover is beautiful, by the way, for your book. And I saw it and it's like control, alt, achieve. And at the time I was going through Google certification and we can talk about that in a little bit. And I'm like, I have to have this book. <laughs> and um, I also love supporting fellow educators, like people that are in the trenches, trying out new things, you know, coming back to doesn't work out. And so that's how I stumbled across your book. And um, like I mentioned, I was really excited when Amazon dropped it off on the <laughs> front porch. So do you want to tell our listeners about your book in sure. case they haven't heard of your awesomeness? Sure thing. Thanks so much. Uh, so the book is very much in tone and content. Uh, the uh, the DNA in it is very much uh, the same as what I tried to do through my blog of the same name, uh, the controlaltachieve.com uh, blog. And it is um, a, a, a collection of ready-to-use creative ideas for student projects using some of the core Google tools. So in the book, we take a look at Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Slides, and Google Drawings. Those are the four that I went ahead and pulled together for this book. And for each one of those tools, you know, we've got eight, nine, 10, or plus uh, projects that can be done with those tools is really the idea of saying, okay, we, you know, we've got Google Slides and we know we can use it for presentations. But what else can we do with it? Because, you know, that's that's what educators do. We we take a look at something. We go, well, here's a way no, nobody thought when they designed this that it was going to be used this way. But our students can be creative, you know, with it in this other uh, method. And so that's really what it is. I, I had taken a lot of the blog posts over the years that I've been doing Control All Achieve and boiled it down to some of my absolute favorite projects and then uh, put those together into the book. And that's the idea. You know, with that book, you can, you know, don't have to read it from front to back. You can just jump around and pick a tool and pick a project that looks like fun. And everything's there for you, telling you how to do that project, as well as links to any templates, if there are templates that, that you need to use. Um, all of those are freely available through my site as well. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the idea. You know, pick up the book today and then be using it tomorrow for a fun project with, with students. And it's all very student oriented uh, projects. And you don't have to be an expert on any of the things I do try to go through and explain all the steps in there so that people do learn about the tools while, while they're doing the projects as well. And can I tell you that, I mean, in addition to the cover being beautiful, my book is like, it's, I'm going to have to buy another one because <laughs> It's well-traveled. It's one of those things, kind of like my flare pins. It stays in my teacher bag and goes with me everywhere I go because um, there are so many awesome ideas in there. One of my favorites that I had no idea about was um, using emojis in Google. Yeah. You know, I guess it's docs that I use the emojis in. And I had no idea that was even an option. Yeah. And so that was really fun. And I teach fifth grade. And we do a tier two academic vocabulary. And I thought, well, instead of giving them a multiple choice quiz on, do you know these five vocabulary words? Because that's what they're used to. I want them to think and dig a little bit deeper. I used your idea on the fly, totally threw out my quiz. And I was like, we're going to do this. <laughs> Guys, get, a, get out one of your MacBooks. And so they all got out on the computer. I said, all right, this is what we're going to do. And I literally read verbatim your steps. Oh, to right. my fifth 
<clears throat> and they're like, Miss Holman, do you know what, what's going on? I'm like, no, but we're just going to go with it. And so that's, like you said, right? Yes. Modeling said, I'm like, I'm all in. Let's try it. And so I walked them through your steps and I wrote out the five vocabulary words for that particular quiz on the whiteboard. And I said, now I want you to build me between four and six emojis to show what each one of these words mean. I love it. And it was awesome because it was good for everybody, you know, as far as um, the reading, because it's speaking their language right now. And um, then it was adding the cool factor and they wanted to work really hard. And then you got to see some of their personalities. And then for my AIG students, it was hard for them and they need, they're not used to having to think about their thinking and process. How can I notice? And so I want to thank you for that idea. You bet. Um, It made that quiz awesome it gave me better data because do they really understand the words or are they able to memorize a set of things and move on and then we forget about it so that was one of my favorites that i used a couple of months ago well and i um, love that idea of taking it and running with it and and doing something different with it that's really what it's all about i mean you know all these ideas yes you can use them exactly as they are but you know uh, my my guess is many of them will inspire people to to take your own twist on it and do something unique with it and that's that's wonderful to extend and build on these things yes and your google drawings i had never used that before there's that was fun. I um, use a, I created a study planner for my students, trying to teach those executive functioning skills of time management and backwards planning to help them as they transition to middle school. And in Google Drawings, you can create these fun things. And I made this window into like our future, if you will, and it has their important dates coming up. And so every week on this template on Google Docs using the drawings, I am able to just delete out the old dates and add new. And it's something fun that you just couldn't go and buy, if you will, yeah, after, like teacher. Right. So I was like, oh, it's not so scary. No, it's a great way. Yeah, great way to make your own stuff. Oh, that's fantastic. So now with this, I could I could talk to you for hours <laughs> about your book. And um, I will tell you that as I learn things, I tell my colleagues, who I work with a really awesome group of ladies and two are at the end of their professional career, but they get so geeked up to learn new things that they're all in. And my counterpart is at the beginning stages of her career and I kind of fall in the middle and they're like, what else did you learn? I'm like, you know, you can buy the book (laughs) and then you can do whatever you want. You don't have to wait on me. And if the fifth graders can follow these directions, than anybody. That's right. It's a totally user-friendly resource. And I do like how you connect it back to your blog to find examples and templates for kind of like a handwriting to show people it's not scary at all. It's going to be okay. So um, thank you You for doing that. Now, what is your why for creating the book? Well, really, uh, the why for creating the book was to try to reach people that I might not be reaching otherwise, because I think it's a really good, you know, it's, it's great content. It's important stuff to say, you know, ultimately, you know, ultimately, my why is that uh, I want to know that there's a student who went home today after a day at school and was excited, you know, or maybe they didn't go home. Maybe they are at home and they're doing it remotely. But the point <laughs> is, the ultimate thing, the ultimate why is, yes, I, I want to know there's there's a student who's, you know, uh, at the end of the school day, you know, 
telling their family, I did something exciting today. I got to create, you know, pixel art, or I made a choose your own adventure story, or, you know, I, you know, made an educational game with Google Sheets and Flippity, or I, I did, I did something like they're excited. So that's the ultimate why. But the, the, the thing to get to that is, well, I, I need to connect with their teachers. You know, I need to share this information with their teachers. And so I do it in just a number of ways. I mean, I, I have the blog and so I share things on there. Typically, I make YouTube videos for most of the things that I share on the blog. Not everything, but, but a lot of the things. So I, I reach a bunch of people through YouTube. Um, I've done podcasting in the past, and so I try to reach people through that. Um, but I had never done anything in a book format, and that is there are still folks who, you know, that's the place to meet them. That's where they're at. So I said, okay, if this means that I reach some folks who might not be on Twitter catching these things, or maybe they're not in a Facebook group that I share them, or maybe they don't listen to podcasts, or they just haven't come across the blog. I mean, it's a big, big internet out there, you know? And so if this is where I can meet them, and it can also provide a comfort level to be able to hold that book in your hand and flip to anything you need, then then that's what I'll do, you know? Because at first, there is a little bit of a disconnect there when I think about, well, this is technology. A book, a book seems like almost, you know, anti-technology, like, you know, a book is, you know, paper and it's static, you know, it's like, but no, it's, it's, a, it is technology and it's a wonderful way to reach people. And so that was my motivation was to try to reach more people than I had been able to through the blog, podcast, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, things like that, and ultimately reach kids. And so I'm hoping it's doing that. I'm hoping it's crossing over into some new groups of folks who maybe would not have otherwise wise come across this. Absolutely. I know in my ELA classes, we did a novel study and it was a five-week novel study, Fish in the Tree. And at the end, the kids in fifth grade just seemed so programmed that we, we read something and then we take a test on it. We read something, we take a test on it. So then they're like, oh, Miss Holloman's here to do ELA. That was their thought like the first few weeks of school. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, you don't greet anybody else that way. But um, it's because we've conditioned them not to like to read because it's always read and, and assess and move on. And so with your book, I pulled in some options. So I did some of the traditional ideas, like you can create a board game, you can um, create a comic strip, you can you know do different things. But then flipping through your book, I was like, ooh, or if you want to stretch and have that growth mindset with my class, you know, you can do some of these same things using Google tools and they're all familiar with them and creating, I created a menu of like, yes. things. Yeah. They, whatever spoke to them, I just wanted them to create. And they were so excited again, to have your knowledge to make it where it's not scary and it's something. And then they were able to show me, they understood oh, what yeah. they read. And then they were able to, to, we did a gallery walk of things, and then they were able to play the games they created and show the comic strips, you know, and these are all right. things that are in your book. And um, the engagement, it was like, you know, you have to give up some time, but I've just kind of come to the realization that we don't have to do everything 100 miles an hour. You know, we can take a break and they can create, and they were the most engaged. The behavior was, you know, on point and 
the emails I got from parents following the creation, they were just so excited. And they're like, teach me your ways. <laughs> my ways, I just like to find yeah. ways. And, and this is so um, you are definitely doing that. And I think you're doing it in a way that's not intimidating because I think sometimes teachers are like, that's one more thing I have to learn about. Sure. One more thing I have to do. Take it where it's not a one more thing. It just naturally integrates into whatever your day looks like. And with the emoji example, you can just do it right. on the fly. Well, I sure appreciate that. I'm so glad to hear that. And I've always tried to 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 do that, to bridge that gap. I think coming up as, as an educator myself was very important to have those years in the classroom and to always, you know, try to... Uh, take what I learned from uh, trying to convince uh, middle schoolers that fractions were important. <laughs> you got to be creative. You've right. got to be fun. You've got to be exciting. Well, why should we treat adults any differently? You know, I mean, when we're doing, you know, professional development for adults, you know, we should be like, oh, well, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're grownups. They don't need anything special. No, no, no. We want to make sure that it is engaging and understandable when we're teaching our teachers as well. So I'm glad to hear that. And boy, what a great thing you did by giving your students student choice. And that's really such an important thing. And I, I would I would definitely echo that, that, you know, sure, yeah, there's a section in the book about using Google Slides to make stop motion animation. Well, I'm not saying every student should make stop motion animation. Some may not like that. But those that do, if it's a choice, they're going to do more than you ever asked them because they're going to be so excited about it because it's their thing. And it's, a, it's a, that's the idea. Yeah, give a student five things, give them 10 things, let them choose give them student choice so they can choose. And then they're going to do something in a way they're excited. And they're also going to be able to express their learning more clearly because it's in a medium that they feel comfortable expressing themselves. That's awesome. I feel like your book kind of levels the playing field for the variety of learners that are in the classroom. You know, those that are fantastic writers they typically, you know, soar at all times or fantastic readers. But what I also like about your book with the kiddos is that it offers so many different opportunities for every kiddo in the classroom to excel and show their understanding. And so I just think that sometimes we need to level yeah. out that playing field a bit more so everybody can experience mm -hmm. the success, you know, because in fifth grade, you still have yeah. a long ways to cross that. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. Now, do you have a few, one or two easy to implement tips that you could share with teachers that would be not scary that might um, make them a little bit more excited come Monday if they're <laughs> online or back? Sure thing. Yeah, yeah, I can absolutely pick a few things um, out of the book that are uh, real quick wins that you can just turn right around and use. I mean, and it's stuff like, you know, if you take Google Docs, for example, something I might pick out would just be um, learn to use the highlighting tool in a creative way. You know, we think of the highlighting tool. Well, you use that to make you know, text stand out, right? Oh, sure, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, you can use the highlighter tool in a different way. You can use it to black out things instead. You know, uh, highlighting doesn't have to just be bright yellow. And with that, we can use that to do things like uh, improving reading comprehension by having students take an article and go through and black out everything that's not critical. So they only leave behind what's most important 
according to them. And that can help to start building skills towards summarization by trying to identify what are the main ideas. Or blackout poetry as well can be done with that. Or if you don't want to use, you know, um, you know, uh, black for the highlighter color, you can use different colors, but uh, implement it in a math class, for example, where you're taking a story problem and you're highlighting to color code the different parts of the story. You know, what is given, what are you looking for, what is extraneous information. So just using a tool that we've already got sitting in front of us all the time, the highlighter tool, and using it in some creative ways may be a fun, uh, quick idea for folks. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Now we've talked about your yeah. day job and your fun job, <laughs> you know, doing the Google hustle. Can you talk to us about tips for going through the certification process? Maybe what got you interested in it? What other opportunities are out there for people that are like-minded yeah. as yourself? So obviously there, there's a lot of certifications out there. Um, are you thinking about like the educator level one and level two certifications? I think that would be yeah. a good starting point. I went level one. I did not pass my level two exam yet. Sure. Um, that growth mindset, <laughs> that's on my to-do list. Miss Drake, uh, there was a couple you needed to look at. <laughs> because some of those apps that right. they want to talk about well, are... They're really good, but they're very... Probably what I would say um, as far as, you know, and there's a lot of wonderful resources out there to help folks uh, in preparation for these. One thing I would say, though, is I do have on my Control Alt Achieve site, I do have a checklist for level one and level two. And I would say that's a really good starting point to understand what you have a comfort level with and what you may want to learn more about. So if somebody heads to controlaltachieve.com, um, what they'd want to do, they can get to these in two quick clicks. Um, at the top of my blog, I have a, uh, a navigation bar at the top, and uh, one of the buttons is resources. So if they click on the resources tab at the top, and then scroll down, they'll see all these different categories, you know, docs and sheets and slides. Well, one of the categories is Google certifications. So with those two quick clicks, click on resources, click on Google certifications, they'll find my page that has these resources. Well, the resources I'd, I'd encourage them to start with would be the checklist. I've got a Google document checklist for level one and for level two. And what I've done is, and I just updated these over the pandemic. So they are up to date uh, because the test does change over time. And so they are all fresh and updated. Basically, it lists all of the skills that are covered in the Google uh, Educator Level 1 and Level 2 content that Google puts out for free. So, you know, Google has their education or their certification training sites where you can go through all of their tutorials that they have for Level 1 and 2. And so I pulled all of the skills from those and took out any duplicates and tried to tidy them up and organize them by topic. And so this can just give you a chance to go through and be like, okay, let me check off. What do I feel comfortable with? And be like, oh, hey, here's some things. I've never actually used that tool or hmm, I've used the tool, but I've never gotten into this part of it. I think that's a great place to start at least to identify, okay, well, now I know what I don't know that might be on the test. So those are the things I want to start learning about. At that point, oh my goodness, you know, there's so many options for then learning those things. It could just be poking a stick at it and just using it and <laughs> just saying, okay, well, I guess I, guess I haven't yeah. used, you know, um, add-ons 
add-ons, you know, in docs. Well, okay, time, I guess I'm going to click and start trying out some add-ons. It could be that if that's how you learn. Um, if not, you know, just you use your method, whether it's, you know, going to a favorite blog, going to YouTube, uh, popping into, you know, a Facebook group, you know, what, whatever you rely on for your PLN and your way of learning. But now you know where to put some of that energy to start learning those skills. And that, that, that would be my suggestion um, to have a better idea uh, in preparation for those tests. Yeah. Awesome. Now, with your role, are you, is it considered the Google innovator, trainer? Yeah. So there's also, yeah, there's two, there's, uh, well, there's quite a few other certifications, but there's two others that typically get thought of in the education world. And so there's Google Trainer and Google Innovator. And um, they do require that you have level one and two done first, but then the two of those do not go in a particular order. It's not like you have to do one to do the other. They're more like they branch off. And so you could just do one or just do the other or do both. Um, I have done both of those and uh, they're, they're great. Um, little difference between them. Uh, Google certified trainer um, is really designed for, you know, somebody who um, wants to take this googly knowledge and do trainings with it. I mean, as the name implies, you know, could just be in your school, but it could be at conferences, could be through webinars, could be, you know, in, in, in any method. Doesn't mean that you're quitting your job and doing that because, I mean, I still have my regular full-time right. job. Um, uh, but it's it's designed for people who want to do to do the training. And so the focus is on those training skills. Uh, innovator is um, more about if you are wanting to use Google tools to solve a unique problem. And so there's something that you want to help teachers with or help students with, and you want to show how technology, well, not doesn't have to be just Google tools, but technology in general can be leveraged to help solve that unique problem in an innovative way, hence innovator. Um, both programs are awesome. Um, the innovator is a little bit um, more restricted in that they um, only do that through innovator academies that used to be face-to-face. -face. They've done some virtual now, but they only do so many academies per year. And each academy typically can hold about 50 or 60 participants. And so there is a just a cap on how many people can go through that program in a year. So if you don't get into that first time through, do not feel bad. I say that to anybody and everybody that it's you know very common to apply to an innovator an innovator academy multiple times before you get in whereas trainer really it is just a matter of if you can go through all of the prerequisites you know doing the tests producing some uh, content to show what you're how you're sharing and how you're teaching um, and then you know submit that sort of like a job application basically and uh, and there's not really a, a cap on how many people can can become trainers the great thing about either one it opens you up to an amazing community. You have a chance to be part of a, you know, a, a email distribution group that, you know, connects you with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of other educators around the world who are like-minded and you can learn from. Awesome. And then how did you get connected with Dave Burke? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I've known Dave um, just through the ed tech world because of the amazing stuff he has done with um, his, um, you know, Teach Like a Pirate um, book initially, and then his support for other educators um, and publishing their books for them, you know, whether it's, you know, Matt Miller's Ditch That Textbook, you know, or, or, or you know, down the line, there's just, you know, so many amazing, amazing books that he's put out. So I was aware of Dave um, just through his his work in what he had 
produced himself, but then mostly through the way he supported other educators and gave them a platform to have a voice and to be published. Um, and so that was my, my initial uh, connection to him was through that. And then when the time came to consider uh, doing my book, uh, he was top of my list for, okay, I'm going to contact him and see, is this something he might be interested in? And I cannot say enough good things about the support that they offer um, as, as, a, as an organization there to help me with the uh, technical details of putting the book together, things that, you know, I might not realize being a blogger and being a YouTube type of person, a book is its own unique thing and the support they provide. And you, you, you mentioned the cover. I mean, I did not design the cover. I mean, that was something that, that they designed. I had a lot of input. They asked me, you know, tons of stuff and I gave a lot of input and it's almost like they read my mind and what they ended up producing was just gorgeous. So, yeah. Well, it's a beautiful product filled with amazing knowledge. And with that, do you have any more books coming down? Well, I'm sure I will. I mean, you know, I I, I am not, um, I guess I would just say, I'm always working on another book in the sense that I'm always creating new content that I'm sharing through my blog. And my guess is, another book would, you know, likely come from that exactly what it would be and what it would look like. Uh, no, I don't have something, you know, uh, you know, that I'm specifically working on at the moment, but I, I'm constantly, you know, working <laughs> because of the stuff that I'm putting on the blog. So, you know, uh, it'll be a matter of deciding, okay, you know, what's the next focus, you know, what do I want to pull together and make into, um, you know, make into the next book. I will say that as much as I love, 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 love technology and ed tech and the writing that I do through that, and will always continue to do that through through my blog, um, I do write things beyond that. And if somebody does go to the Control All to Chief site, they will notice up in that navigation bar at the top on the far right, there is a link to a somewhat different blog that I do called Eric the Rad. And um, if you if people head over to that, that's where I do writing that deals more with um, uh, emotional health, mental health, well-being, things that are really important, especially during the pandemic, but I think important just about life in general. And they're all done with a little bit of a nerdy, geeky technology slant to them. Uh, so uh, it's kind of like a chicken soup for the nerd soul. I guess we could put it that way. <laughs> and so if uh, if those kind of things sound interesting to somebody, I am hoping that that will someday become a book as well. Uh, so that uh, may be down the line. But for now, I share those uh, writings through the Eric the Rad blog that is also LinkedIn on Control All Achieve. I love it. Now, is there anything else that um, we haven't gone over that you would like educators out there, especially during this unprecedented time in education? <laughs> To know. Sure thing. <laughs> so um, the other thing I would mention is just a couple other resources that I think could be very valuable for them during this time. Um, if they are using Google products, especially. Um, so one of the things that Google encouraged years ago was for each state and each country to create what are called GEGs, Google Educator Groups. Um, and uh, chances are most every state has one here in Ohio. Um, I'm one of the co-leaders for the GEG Ohio group. Um, and what we do is every month, 
we have a uh, GEG Ohio virtual meeting. Um, we just had it uh, yesterday. It was was the one for uh, for this month, just because with you know Thanksgiving next week's a little crazy. Usually it's near the end of the month, um, and even though it's through GEG Ohio, it's open to anybody anywhere in the world. We don't say, oh, you have to be an Ohio resident or you have to, you know, whatever. Uh, we had people from all over the globe, actually, in our meeting yesterday. Now, if you're not able to attend the meetings live, that's totally fine because they are recorded. But here's the gist of it. Basically, the meetings are two hours long, which you say, oh, my gosh, two hours. That's a lot. But um, what I do is when they're done, I post them to YouTube on my YouTube channel and I put in the description uh, timestamps with descriptions. And so you can look down through there and jump to the part of the meeting that is, you know, important to you. You don't have to watch the whole two hours, of course. And really what the meeting does is the first half of it, we talk about what's new in Google. We cover everything new that came out in the last month. So you can be up to date and be like, oh, that's so cool. I didn't know Google Meet got those new features. Oh, that's really neat. Doc's got something new. And then the second half of the meeting is our show and tell portion where we just share awesome ideas. We have a guest on who shares cool things. And then uh, Stephanie, my co-host and I, we share uh, awesome things we came across in the last month. And so basically, uh, I always walk away from each meeting with, you know, about 100 more things I need to investigate. Uh, but the same would be true for anybody else who watches. And so I would encourage folks to, regardless of where you're at, if you have an interest in Google tools, you can get that also on my control alt achieve site. I always post that every month um, when that meeting is, um, and I put the, the video on there and a link to the agenda document. So through control alt achieve, you can also plug into that. Just another great way to stay hopefully up to date and inspired with, with new ideas. Awesome. Well, you are a wealth of information and your Twitter page. Um, is amazing. You always are pretty you active bet. on there. So thank you for doing that well. Oh. And thanks for coming on here and donating well, to, to this thanks passion for, project. Thanks for having like me. This is wonderful. I, I, I Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for uh, doing this and for reaching educators and for uh, taking these awesome ideas and sharing them. Uh, it is It is wonderful. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to be on here with you today. Thanks. Did you enjoy my conversation with Eric? I sure hope so. He was super awesome to donate some of his time to this passion project. It's so fun getting to know other like-minded individuals on social media and when they write and create books for other educators. I think it's fabulous and um, I'm just super geeked out still that he took time to stop by and share some of the goodness in his book. Dave Burgess' um, books has so many fabulous authors. If you haven't checked him out, they're on Twitter and he's always, you know, publishing more and more educators and their awesomeness. Hopefully one day he will publish a book for this podcast because I just think it's so fun to support other educators and get great research and uh, based information out there in an easy to use format for educators so that we can make a difference as we do life in our service of being an educator.
My parting question is a two-parter. First, have you ordered Control-Alt-Achieve yet on Amazon? What are you waiting for? When your book arrives, what are you most excited to try out first? Rebooting Google Slides, Google Sheets, Google Talks, or Google Drawings? Share your experiences with Eric's book on Instagram at trainteachteeks on Twitter at Amanda Hallman or by email teachingtakeaways at gmail.com. I love hearing from you all. so much for joining me for another teaching takeaway. I will be back next time to share more meaningful tips and tools to support you in the classroom, as well as offer ways to create student engagement. Thanks for stopping by and supporting this passion project. Are we connected on social yet? If not, let's get together. Together we are better. Thanks for hanging with me for a piece of instant relevance, a teaching takeaway to use in your classroom the very same day. I will see you next time for a new teaching takeaway. Have a fabulous week, friends. See you soon.